This is the Mitch Gray Show, where we are bringing the art of humanity back to leadership. Subscribe to the Mitch Gray Show wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, where you'll find each of our episodes and other resources that will equip, inspire, and empower you to lead well. And now, the Mitch Gray Show. What is up, brothers and sisters? Welcome to the Mitch Gray Show. Thank you for listening to another awesome episode. Make sure you go subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts, the Mitch Gray Show, that's G-R-A-Y. And subscribe, subscribe. That way you know when a new episode comes out. We're coming out with weekly episodes, great guests, great solo shows, good stuff for you. Also subscribe to the Mitch Gray um, Media YouTube channel where most of our shows and other content go as well. So Today, I am visiting with a uh, friend of mine that I've known for the past few years. We actually recorded an episode almost two years ago, and um, the technological universe told us no, and the episode didn't ever release because it didn't record properly. So I'm having her on again, Danya Aussie. Thank you for coming back two years later. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited. We've talked about this for a while and it's finally worked out. And so now we're going to give the people so much value in this episode that it'll make up for all the time we missed, right? Yes, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Um, Dania is a content strategist uh, who's worked in the film industry actually spent a couple of years working with uh, Gary Vaynerchuk and VaynerMedia. And now, Dania, you have your own creative agency um, for personal brands. And I know you've, you're building and you're growing. And so that is amazing news. Um, Dania, let's put this into words that the people can really understand. You are a content strategist, aka, I'm going to say social media expert, because you've learned from some of the best, you've been around some of the best, and you create amazing stuff. So I love to start with a big question within the first few minutes. That way people can get good stuff from the beginning. So let's go here. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's You're ready. Do this. Okay. Uh, what is the real power of social media? Wow, it is a big question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think that social media, especially when you're talking about the context of business, like social media is the ecosystem of business nowadays. Like you, if you're not running a social media campaign, you're not working or building content or building your brand on social media, you've got your fingers in your ears and you are missing out on a huge part of the market because it's, it's not 2015 where it's just high schoolers and college kids on social media everyone is on social media. Like my grandfather has a Facebook and he's 82 years old. So it's like, if you're not showing up as a brand and as a business, you are radio when television came around. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you gotta, you gotta show up and you gotta be in that sphere, even for local businesses, because anymore it's like, I Google, I don't have any kind of brand equity or brand association to the person that does my oil for my car. I Google that. I go on and I look at reviews on Yelp. I go on Facebook. I look at their reviews. And if you're not there, you're missing out on that piece of the pie entirely. I love that idea of your, your radio when television released and everyone's, you know, I, I can remember my grandparents talking about stories and even my dad, when he was a kid, you know, how 
they would listen to the baseball games on radio or my grandparents when World War II was happening. It was, you know, all about updates on the radio because that's that's what existed. So the interesting thing is guys like me still listen to the radio. It might be Sirius XM or it might be streaming, but we still listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. The trick is 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, radio had to start getting really creative, right? It's like, okay, TV's totally taking over. That's where people get stuff. The internet was introduced. YouTube came along. Mm -hmm. So people still listen to the radio, but they have to stand out. And I I feel like, you know, especially when you're talking about solopreneurs, small entrepreneurs, small business leaders, I feel like they look at this ocean of social media and go, okay, I'm going to dip my toe in it, but how in the world is anyone ever going to hear my voice? Yeah. And it's, it's, so incredibly overwhelming. And I know a lot of, especially like our clients in the agency just come to us. Like, I don't know what I want to post. Just tell me what to post and I'll figure it out. And it's like, you know, there's, there's a balance there because I can't create your brand for you, but I can tell you how to express it on these different platforms. It's just like, you're not going to write the ad for radio. Um, Like the producer of the radio station is not going to do that for you. You show up, you read it, you express to the audience, and then you figure it out going forward. But yeah, I mean, I I usually recommend you pick two platforms. One platform that is a search engine platform. So that is YouTube, Google, um, Pinterest, those kinds of platforms where if someone's searching for a topic, they can find it. Uh, those are more based on your content. It's more SEO based, very blog based, and then a community building platform. So things like TikTok, Instagram, things like that, where you can go really deep with your customers and talk to them there. And then everything else comes with time. You can repurpose, you can move things around, you can do all of that. But when you're first starting out, pick two platforms, figure out your message, like the I always shock people when I sit down to someone in the beginning, if they're a small business owner, first thing I tell them is if you're running Facebook ads that are not converting, turn them off Mm. because Google will put you at the top of a Google search. But if you're pouring money into Facebook, thinking that it's somehow going to tell you what people want, that's not how it works. You need to know what people want and then you need to go tell them that. And people are doing it backwards. So really just honing in on your message, really focusing on your customer in the beginning is the best thing you can do. Wow, there's so much there. So I want to go back to (laughs) one of of the things, and I I love this, you you kind of alluded to something that that maybe you may or may not know you alluded to, but that was um, you have to have clarity on your brand before you can ever step into the social media world. And what, what I have found in dealing with, with small business owners specifically is there's no real brand clarity. There's no cultural clarity. Um, they're kind of just doing something they had a good idea about. Mm-hmm. And then they're just kind of hiring people because they have to hire people to work, but there's no real clear vision. Mm-hmm. And then they jump on social media and it's like, yeah, we've got this cool new hamburger stand and we have great hamburgers but that's really all they're saying. And so mm-hmm. what I hear from you is the first priority before you ever jump into social media at all is building that brand clarity. A hundred percent. And it's, it's probably the most important thing you'll do in marketing in general. Like I know we had talked about, you know, marketing and social media are two different 
spaces, but really like knowing your brand and knowing what you individually stand for is the difference between having just like that, that magnetism in your company that people don't necessarily, it's the elusive, no one can figure it out. Well, it's you standing in your own saying, this is who I am. And people that agree with me and like me are going to find that. And that's how you create lifelong customers is they attach to who you are or what your company stands for. And then the $5 off coupon is just like a beautiful sprinkle on top. But you know, a lot of businesses are like, I'm just going to sell. And it's like, no, I need to know why you have the best hamburger. Like, tell me about your staff. Tell me about your, like what you did in order to set that stand up. Like that journey and that messaging and that story is what's going to create your brand. And so everyone like here's create your brand and they go, I don't know what to talk about. And it's like, right. Or, or my favorite is I'm not interesting enough. And it's like, I literally hundred percent truthful honesty have watched someone straight up clean their bathroom on YouTube, like clean up counters. There's like a whole world of like, we as people are so attracted to other people and their stories and just life. Like that's why reality TV is what it is. Now, granted it's been, we've been desensitized, so it keeps getting crazier, but I mean, like the things that people are attracted to and interested in are things that you think are the most mundane about your life because it's, it's relatable. We want to connect. And that's really what social media is all about is building that connection with people that you don't know. Yeah. The power of a story, right? The power of a story. And it doesn't have to be a really intense one. It can be a really simple story. It's just the human journey. and And that's what people are attracted to. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna push viewers back to quite a few episodes ago because you're you're not necessarily a brand strategist, even though mm-hmm. I know you haven't watched, but we're not gonna go there today. But um, listeners can go back to an episode uh, with Christian, um, uh, one of my friends named Christian, who uh, talked about specifically how to build a brand. And Love so it. if you need to pause this episode and go back to Christian Klepp's episode. Um, from a few episodes ago, go listen to that. Go focus on building your brand. Mm-hmm. Then come back to this one so we can dig into more about social media. So let's just say uh, someone has gone back to Christian's episode on the Mitch Chris Show, or they've read the latest whatever book, or watched a YouTube video, or spent a ton of money and hired a brand strategist, yeah. whatever, <laughs> however you got there. They've got clarity on their brand. So let's yeah. say that's where they are. Now they're again looking at the ocean of social media and you've already given some great advice on, you know, choose two pathways. One that's Mm going to be uh, search, search, uh, vital YouTube, um, Pinterest. You mentioned a few others, but then to choose someone that's, that is more something that is more relational, that is more content driven. So let's kind of drive down that lane a little bit. And then I want to get to, then I want to get to repurposing because I think that's a trick that so many people are not using is the Mm -hmm. repurpose um, magic, but let's talk about that content. So again, let's just keep using our Fred, the hamburger stand owner since we're there and I must be hungry. Uh, (laughs) So we have Fred, the hamburger stand owner. He's got a brand. He's, he's made himself stand out. What steps does he take to begin creating content? Is it just taking pictures of his product? Is it engagement with customers? 
What can that look like in simplicity to get as much value as possible from content-driven social media? Totally. So um, like I was saying, there's two platforms. Say Fred decides he's going to go with YouTube and Instagram. And I say, start taking pictures immediately. The easiest access is going to be your best bet to just get into the flow, start posting things. You can start learning kind of who's following you, what they're interested in, just by sharing those. Um, I also am a big advocate of like organic reach land grabs. So everyone talks about like 2019, it was TikTok. And we saw that just absolutely explode. And then briefly the beginning of this year, it was Clubhouse. Right now it's Instagram Reels and it's been LinkedIn for years. Like those spaces where, think about when you opened your business, you gave out a coupon. Like it's like that like drug dealer adage, the first taste is free. That's basically what these platforms are doing is they're giving you your organic reach for free initially. So you get that dopamine hit. So really recognizing those things, like anytime a platform releases a new feature, you're going to get an organic boost because they want people using those. So if you're listening to this, it's July of 2021. I would say things like Instagram rails are still giving a lot of organic reach and there's all kinds of stuff there. Uh, LinkedIn, if you are a B2B business, LinkedIn should be your go-to. It's a great relational platform and places like YouTube shorts. So we touched basically on uh, repurposing. If you're doing YouTube and Instagram and you don't have a videographer that's doing these long form videos and these beautiful things, You create Instagram reels, you download them and you upload them in vertical format to YouTube. Right now, YouTube is putting a ton of organic reach behind that. And it's actually growing accounts faster than if they were doing long form videos. So really looking at those organic land grabs where the platform is like, here, take this organic reach. So you'll use our platform more and you'd use that to your advantage. Then look at the content that is, so on YouTube, you're going to have your SEO based. What are people searching for? How to make a hamburger, Um, great recipes for fries, how to start a hamburger business. Like there's whatever angle fits with your brand in terms of your um, searchable content. And when I say SEO, it's search engine optimization, and really reaching for that how-to or that educational content on YouTube is going to benefit you. Because if you can rank in YouTube, you're going to really end up coming up high on both YouTube and Google search, which is just traffic galore. Then on the platform that say we said Instagram, I'd be looking at that land grab. I'd be making reels a couple times a week at the very least twice a week if you can. If you can only do once a week, don't judge yourself. Just make the one reel a week and get it up and really lean in on trending sounds. Look at what it looks like. A lot of people, when they start making reels, they make it because it sounds fun or they want um, that creative aspect. Mm -hmm. And it's like, in reality, that's great. But there's also like step-by-step ways that you can build out your content in a strategic way. And if you can be strategic while building your community, then you can really target who you're drawing to you. So trending noises, trending topics, trending 
things like that. And there's a million YouTube channels that are people telling you what those things are. Right. Not to mention uh, Instagram creators, it's at creators, will literally every week, they have a reels kind of, um, it's a story they put up that is all the trending topics for the week. And so Instagram's hmm. literally telling you, okay, these are the things that people are making that are going viral. And you can actually tap into that and make those three things every single week. And hopefully, you know, I've got clients that their first reel hit 3,500 views and they gained a hundred followers from that. And, you know, it's like, you can really build off of that kind of space. Wow. So <laughs> it just went really deep. I'm sorry. That, that's amazing though. And, and that's what I love about this show and the guests like you that I have on, because everyone, you know, I, I really see this show as a living breathing, moving witness to that. It's okay to share input and advice. And, you know, because you still see so many people, let's just take Fred, the hamburger guy again. Let's say he makes the best hamburger and he's developed his own recipe. You know, when you're a small business, there is a lot of pride and territorialism that comes into that. It's like, wait a second, I worked hard on this hamburger. I'm not going to tell people how to make my hamburger or I'm going to lose business. And what I want to tell people is it's okay to have that feeling. Just don't stay in that feeling. And what I love about this show is I have people like you on who are willing to give away the magic because they know that we're not in competition. We're all out here to make each other better. And speaking of that, I want to go back to something else you mentioned. And that was don't judge yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think, and personally speaking, I think that's one of the intimidating factors of of social media is you can look at some people on Instagram and they have 30, 40, 50,000 followers. You can look at someone on YouTube and they have 5,000 subscribers. I had a guy on my, on this podcast a couple of months ago and he's like, Mitch, you should be at like 40,000 LinkedIn connections. Your content is so amazing. And you're less than a thousand. Like, I know, like I'm doing my best, man. And but what he was saying, I took it very, um, in a way, he was, it was a, actually a really good compliment because this guy is like one of the LinkedIn gurus and we were fortunate enough to have him on the show. But when he said that, I was like, wow, yeah, I can see though where people get super intimidated and it is kind of difficult to go to kind of play that comparison game. So we're using Fred, the hamburger stand guy, who's one yeah. person and his girlfriend works for him and his kid works for him and he's just doing what he can. How does he, how does he shift that kind of perspective mentally and emotionally to really get away from that self-judgment and that comparison game that is so easy to play? I would, so there's the mental side of it of, I usually tell my clients, write down, I, I work with seven, eight figure entrepreneurs that still feel like they've built yeah. huge companies And they still don't want to show up on social media because what if so-and-so says something about me or what if they think this? And it's like, it's it's like a human thing, right? It's like, it it, it never goes away, I guess is the point. Nope. Nope. Never goes away. And all you can do, I would tell Fred to make the content and have his girlfriend post it. It's, it's very, very easy when you are a third party, his girlfriend looks at the work he's doing and she admires him. And she is someone that has got a very objective view on what's happening. And she's not going to care if his eye twitched funny in that reel or like 
someone that you trust that knows what they're doing in terms of how to post something doesn't have to be a strategist, can be someone in your office, make them post it so that you literally do not have the ability. You just sidestep it. It's like the, the heart thing that they do where they bypass it, just bypass it, bypass the imposter syndrome and have someone else put it up. And I find that people, when they see that people are consuming their content, it starts to make sense and they start to realize what they want to talk about more and more. And then you feel more uncomfortable, like more comfortable posting because you know, okay, well that last posted really well. And I hated that when I finished it. So like, I just need to like throw it over the, the cliff and see what happens. But this idea that you don't just don't look at it, just put it out there. Cause yeah. nobody else is going to judge you. We're all just too worried about our eye twitching in a reel. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. It's like, everyone's worried about the same thing, worrying about the same thing. <laughs> yeah. But, but I, I love that idea of kind of having a neutral third party that can come in and, mm-hmm. you know, we may have a lot of people listening that, that may have kids or grandkids or whatever, you know, get, get them involved, get them mm-hmm. involved to help you. First of all, they probably know more about it than you ever will. And, and yeah. it's okay to get them involved. I think that's, yeah. For me as a parent, you know, I, I always brought my kids into business because they were a great help, but also it gave me opportunities to teach them about business. Yeah. And so use it as an opportunity. Um, we were kind of joking before the show, there's 30 million small businesses in America alone. And we have a lot of people on that listen to our show across the world. Mm-hmm. In America alone, 30 million small businesses, that means businesses that do 30 million in revenue, 500 employees or less. That makes up 99.2% of our economy. So the majority of people out there are struggling with exactly what we're talking about. And so what that means is there's more opportunity. There's enough of the pie to go around. And so- Absolutely. And I'm a big fan. I am the first person, if I'm having a strategy session with a, a company and I know that they are not in a position where it makes sense and it's beneficial for them to hire an agency like what we are because we're we're at that point where it's expensive to have five people working on your social media you have to be at that threshold and if you're not it's smarter to get an intern people don't realize like paying an intern minimum wage is a mutually beneficial exchange and you will get a communication major that knows a lot and has learned those skills Um, so people vastly undervalue internships. Um, and also when you really look at it, millennial and Gen Z are making up a large portion of the buying population right now, TikTok, Instagram, that's where they are. They don't live. They're not watching TV. They're not reading magazines. They are scrolling through TikToks. And so having your niece or your grandchild, really come in and say, this is what's trending. They're going to, you're going to be able to teach them about your business, but they're going to be able to teach you about what they're consuming. And so even though they may not totally understand how to run it as a business that may benefit you in the beginning, especially if you're like day one, you don't want to look like a business. You want to look like an individual creator. And so it's, I, Three years ago, I may have told you, like, don't hire your niece. She doesn't know what she's doing when it comes to Facebook ads. But your niece knows what she's doing when it comes to TikToks. Yes. So it's really, it's shifting very quickly. Yeah. 
I want to go back to the actual content. So we've talked a lot about strategy of, you know, clarifying your brand and telling mm-hmm. your story on, on social media, a few different ways to do that. Let's go back to the actual content. And we're going to continue with our character, Fred. I have no idea how we came up with that. <laughs> so Fred know. owns a hamburger stand. <laughs> we're like a marketing company, totally defining the perfect ideal customer, right? And, we're yeah. here. and you so, know, there's a Fred out there with a hamburger stand. Like, yeah. Well, no, we need to find him. Yeah, we're giving you everything, Fred. Where you are. Let us know you exist. And we may ask for a free hamburger after this. Um, so Fred, the hamburger stand guy. So, you know, he's got his girlfriend helping him post content, but you have to have content. Like yeah. you can't post nothing. So when someone is trying to post content and really the answer we're giving is just do it. It's like we're giving mm-hmm. them the old Nike slogan, just start yeah. practice. You'll get better as you go on. You can't get better if you don't practice, but Fred's practicing. He's grilling every day. If I'm Fred, I'm taking pictures of every hamburger I make. I'm taking a video of every process I'm going through. Is that kind of the way to go? I'm not the social media expert you are. So what's best for Fred to do in that situation to actually create content? Yeah. So really looking at the content for Fred, who is a hamburger. I'm trying to be really specific to that world without being too specific. Um, But yeah, your processes, um, your team bring the, the people aspect. So fundamentally the things that we know that are best practices, reels and TikToks overperform when there's a human in it, whether mm. through a voice or a face. So this idea of just your hands, you better be doing voiceovers. Cause it, again, it's all about that connection. So make right. sure that you're really like showing yourself and building that rapport with who you are. It also gives you the ability to pivot later. Say you, your hot dog stand or your hamburger stand becomes a hot dog stand. No one's really going to care because they know Fred and they like Fred. Right. Um, right. So show yourself as much as you can processes, make them entertaining. So there's three ways that you can create content, entertainment, education, and inspiration, mm. every single thing. So say you want to talk about how you make your hamburger. So you're going to educate someone by showing them the actual process. You're going to entertain them by making like a fun audio, showing you flipping the hamburgers, doing crazy tricks with it. And then you're going to inspire them by talking about this is the third generation business or my grandfather was, and this hamburger means that. And you've got three pieces of content out of the same piece of content around making my hamburger. Right. So things like that, going into your quality, your procedures, uh, your brand values. Again, we're going back to that, telling your story and then really just telling people who you are in the beginning. That's such an important part of like, this is who we are. This is what we believe in. Again, coming back. I know like I'm definitely not a brand strategist. And the first thing I tell people is I'm not going to create your brand for you. That's you don't want me to create your brand for you. But if you have a solid brand, I can tell you 50 ways to tell that story. And so really creating all these different ways. Maybe you have a cat that lives outside your hamburger stand. That's a a feral cat, but you're taking videos every single day and everyone loves fluffy outside of Fred's hamburger stand. Like it doesn't have to just be your, your product. And a lot of different um, businesses have started. There was a guy that, and I cannot remember his name. I will send you his name. So if you want to like put, put it something, in the show but, notes, yeah. Yeah. 
he was a marketer who got at the beginning of pandemic, got an ant farm and he started Hmm. making these videos about his ant farm and like all of the names and he started naming them and labeling them and doing all this thing. He built a million follower account on people just investing in this ant farm. And he was able to leverage that in other ways. So I think a lot of times people are like, oh, I run a hamburger stand. All I can talk about is hamburger and French fries. And it's like, yeah, you can go that route, but you can also go the route of who are you talk about your day-to-day life, talk about how you're making your hamburgers and fries and film, film as much as you can. If you think about it, film it because it's more likely that you're going to under film or underproduce than it is that you are going to overproduce because it's counterintuitive for us to stop, take a picture of something and then go about our day until you get that habit. Right. Right. Yeah. It's kind of crazy because just sitting here listening to you kind of paint this picture of what that looks like. I'm, I can actually feel myself growing an emotional attachment to Fred and the hamburger yes. stand, right? Like, like in a way, I'm kind of like, oh man, I kind of want a hamburger from Fred, the hamburger guy, and you see the cat. And that's really the point that you're making yeah. is you're, you're re- and, and I, I will be very vulnerable with the audience. And if anyone follows me on social media, you already know this. I'm terrible at doing everything you're talking about. <laughs> but, because, and, but that leads to another issue. And that issue is I'm a very private person. I always mm-hmm. have been a very private person. I don't like people knowing my business. Um, I've had multiple people who, who are usually friends of mine, but much like the LinkedIn expert guy, they're yeah. like, Mitch, we, we follow you on social media and have for 10 years and we don't know anything about you. And my response is awesome. Yeah, like, that's exactly how I want it. So I know I'm not the only one in the world that feels mm-hmm. that way, especially, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm kind of that age of the generation that we didn't have cell phones when I grew up. Me either. I got my first cell phone my junior year of high school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't have um, internet. It didn't yeah. exist when I grew up. And yeah. so I think that generation who are many of the business owners that we're talking to, I think there is this wall that mm-hmm. exists that says, okay, I'm going to be very product driven. But again, being vulnerable, I can look back on my social media and the most highest performing pieces of content are when I share about my battle with depression or when mm-hmm. I share about a struggle with something or the journey of writing a new book or whatever, those are those highest, because again, we go back to how did we start the, the story? Mm-hmm. There's power in the story. So talk to us for a few minutes about, you know, let's, let's get psychological a little bit. How, yeah. how does someone get past giving themselves permission to, to be okay with kind of lifting the veil of more than just hamburgers. So I would say that at its core, the people that don't want to overshare, it's coming from a place of concern with judgment again. Mm-hmm. Um, think about the yes. idea that there's this phenomenon where you can sit next to a stranger on a plane before headphones and all of that. And you could tell that stranger the darkest secrets of your life because they're a stranger and you're going to walk away and you're never going to see them again. And so now we've expanded social media has created every single stranger that follows you is now someone that, you know, and so you can't necessarily open up the way you would. If you can trick yourself into believing that you are just, again, throwing it out into the ether, you're going to see that 
people are going to nine times out of 10, like you said, respond in a loving way. You're always going to have those assholes that are like, Oh, they don't deserve this, whatever. But like, those aren't people like, don't even think about those as people. Those are just bots somewhere in the world. And it's a robot saying it, but I think at its core, like really looking at something as if I'm going through it, someone else is going through it. And if you truly, if you truly want to build a personal brand and you really want to step forward, I think there's a lot of people out there building a personal brand because they think they need to build a personal brand that don't really want a personal brand. It's like, you don't need to have a personal brand to be successful in business You need to have a brand and it can be your business's brand and you don't have to be at the front of that. But if you want to step forward as yourself, you have to let people in. You have to tell them who you are because nobody's going to invest in this concept of you versus, you know, the true emotional human being and like who you are. So really looking at that as like, you can have boundaries. We are learning very quickly. Like my generation came in and we were like, I want to be a YouTuber and I want to do this. And I want to daily vlog my relationship. And we're learning very quickly. Like the generation below us is learning. I need boundaries at the end of the day. It's not healthy for everything about you to be online. So I would encourage you to find a middle ground of, okay, I talk about this, but I don't talk about my family or I talk about my love of sports, but I don't talk about the issue I had with my grandmother when I was six years old, like having that (laughs) threshold and that boundary of like, just very, and I would encourage you to sit down and make a list. I know that sounds really silly, but like, if you can really like go through all the topics that you would talk about with a friend and say, I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this. I'm comfortable with this. I'm not comfortable with this. And really give yourself that line of like, here is the boundary. And then start talking about everything up to that line. I think people treat social media very much like an on-off switch. We all know that Facebook person that posts like two pages worth of just like the most angstiest shit. And you're like, yes girl, I just can't, I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with you stubbing your toe and your dog dying today. Like I just can't. So it's like having that boundary and then sharing to that space of knowing you talking about your depression benefits your business because it's giving you a humanity that you otherwise wouldn't. And so really knowing, okay, I talk about that aspect, but I'm not going to talk about this gives you that threshold. And so like, write it down, be very clear about it. And that may shift at some point, you may feel really comfortable about sharing more of your family. You may feel comfortable with less of your depression talk. And so it's like, that's going to be a living document, but really setting it out can give people that, that space out of a light switch. It doesn't have to be like, I don't talk about me or I give you everything. I tell you when I, you know what I mean? It's like, (laughs) we don't need to know all that, but we want to know who you are. Here's my daily schedule. Minute by minute. (laughs) Yep. Um, You, you may. That's what Twitter's for. (laughs) That's what Twitter's for. Yeah. You you made a statement that I, that really um, caught my attention. And that was people are not going to believe in a concept of who you are. Yeah. They want to see that they want to have a relationship with who you really are. And I think that's a super powerful idea 
of um, because I think that happens right in the shallowness of the internet and of business mm-hmm. and of you know we we talked a little bit about um, imposter syndrome and and that's okay to live in for a little while until you find your footing but yeah. When you really try and root yourself in all of that, that is just a simple conceptualization, and eventually that's not sustainable. It doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't last because we're, humans are built for relationships. Mm-hmm. And when you're building a brand, when you're building a business, what you're really doing is building relationships. That I mean, think about it. There's people walking the earth that are 80 years old who have eaten at the same restaurant for 70 years. Yeah. Because there's a relationship. They've gone to Fred's hamburger stand yep. for 70 <laughs> years. But it's because they feel comfortable. They have a relationship yeah. with Fred. They know his food's going to be good. And they like Fluffy the cat. You know, I mean, who's yeah. oddly enough been alive for 70 years. Yeah, well. yeah. No that's a that. crusty old cat. <laughs> <laughs> right. I love that statement of people aren't going to believe in a concept of who you are. That's, um, yeah. God, that's powerful stuff. Daniel, this has been, we've already gone for almost 40 minutes. This has oh been amazing. <laughs> yeah. I want to finish it with a, uh, I want to wrap it up with a last question. And it kind of mm-hmm. circles back to where we began. And that is, um, you know, if you're, if you're talking to a business leader out there, no matter of any size, but specifically small business leaders, and they're really trying to, re, to, to navigate and engage all of this, what would be your kind of five sentences or less of why, they should invest in social media. What's your kind of sales pitch of why this is that should be valuable to them? I mean, I, it's hard because it's like, part of me wants to say, if you don't see the value by now, you're a lost cause. Uh, (laughs) Um, But I think that a lot of times people see the value the more they understand. So when you look at the person that's been going to a restaurant for 70 years, knows that person. And that's like literally what you're doing on a larger scale. That's what social media is. It's block parties and PTA, and it's just a way for us to connect. And so of course you want to be in a situation where you can connect with your customer and you really should do everything you can to get in front of them. And that's where they're at. So just makes sense. And I want to add to that. It's free. It's free. It's do free. not put money into social media no. if you don't know what you're talking about yet. No. It's free. It, yeah. 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 So I, I love that on an ending note. And, and just the foundation of it is it's free. It doesn't cost you anything but your time and some creativity. So uh, Daniel, this has been amazing. Uh, once again, it's, um, yeah, I just, there's so much value here. I'm sure people are going to have to listen to this episode either sentence <laughs> at a time yeah. or come back and listen to it. I'm going to listen to it again. I love these conversations that really cause me to reflect as a business owner and building business and, you know, um, having a platform to inspire people to do the best they can. And so thank you so much yeah, for your time and for your input and everything. Uh, Tell people where they can follow you, whatever social Mm -hmm. media platform you're kind of most active on. And then we'll also put all of that in the show notes as well. But yeah, tell people where they can follow you. Yeah. So I would say mainly on Instagram, Uh, we're across all platforms, but my handle is Dania Aussie, um, and that'll be in the show notes because it's a doozy. Um, and then uh, my agency is Aussie Creative. We do have some services for small businesses. So if you're interested in 
getting kind of like a, a strategy roadmap for your business. We offer that and things like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Mostly just send me a DM and tell me if this helped. I feel like I went real deep real quick. So I don't know if <laughs> it was too I much. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Follow Dania and send her a DM and she will respond. She's, yep. uh, she's always responsive. And so um, yeah, so thanks again, everyone, for listening to another episode of the Mitch Gray Show, where we're empowering your social media superhuman skills right here. Uh, crazy, crazy value on today's episode. Please subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to podcasts and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Mitch Gray Media, and we will see you again soon.